Hi, this is Pamela Adlon, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We are in the studio, tempting fate. Putting questions to the songs, which we will randomly select. With the help of our friend Synchronicity Back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here at Starburns Industries with a couple of the cats from the band Kispanic. That's Rudy Mybergen. Hello, everybody. And his friend, Thomas Rojo. Hello. And they are playing these songs, which are the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And now we are joined on the line from an undisclosed location by Jay Levin. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Jay. Hi, guys. <clears throat> Glad to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Now, our mutual friend who brought, uh, who brought us all together, Mike Gormley, was telling me a little bit about your adventures in the, in the industry that you you actually started and ran uh, a little paper called the LA Weekly for quite a while. Uh, guilty, yes. And uh, I, I moved to LA in the late 80s and the LA Weekly was, you know, I'm I'm sure it's I'm sure it's still a fine a fine paper, but at the time it was as a weekly it was just it was like a bible. You know, it was just like mm-hmm. that from the political coverage to just the art coverage, whenever, I, st- I still have a big stack of them. Anytime my band got listed in the LA Weekly, it was just sort of like, oh, I'm so, like, I made it. So, uh-huh. uh, how long, how long were you, how long were you with the LA Weekly? I was there uh, a total of, in one way or another, 17 years, and then I sold it. What year did it start? It started in uh, 1978. 78. Very end of, 19, very end of 1978. Who, really. who was on the first cover? Mm-hmm. First cover was uh, a bunch of women comedians uh, from L.A., most primarily from L.A., local, who were make, started to make it nationally. And it was the first time that uh, a lot of women comedians were starting to come out of the, the L.A. clubs and get national prominence rather than just the guys. So we, we did that sort of light, fun cover story. Uh, about a cultural element of Los Angeles. Do you know if uh, if Lotus Weinstock was featured in that? She was absolutely featured. We, we became good friends, actually. Yeah, Lotus was sort of my adopted mom when I moved out to L.A. and uh, and so I I, wow. I think about her all the mm-hmm. time, and uh, I'm super psyched that uh, that she was featured mm-hmm. in the first L.A. Weekly. That's a, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yep, right there in the middle of the cover. 
So you you ran the paper from 78 until, I'm doing the math, 17 years to like 95? Uh, yeah, I, I actually ran it directly until 92. And then I went off and started a TV network and then I sold it and, you know, it was still active on the board. Uh, and then I sold it in uh, 95, 96, that area. What TV network? It was called Planet Central Television, and it was, um, in fact, uh, a kind of global replica of the LA Weekly in terms of its point of view, its sass, its smarts, its uh, combination of really trenchant uh, um ways of presenting the world and lots of fun uh and but it was you know a progressive a progressive element and we wanted to bring the cultures around the world that supported papers like the la weekly in which um at that time the cable industry was desperate to get is because of uh, the crap they were putting on um <clears throat> you know with Springsteen sun 50 channels and nothing to watch uh, wasn't cutting it for them. <clears throat> so they were going to go digital. And we were like, and go from 550 channels to 502 years was the announcement. And so I saw an opportunity and I dove in and put together a quite wonderful team, got a couple of guys who had started TV networks, <coughs> cable networks as, uh, you know, partners and um, to take the lead and be incredible with the industry. And we were, we were, we uh, of the, I mean, I don't know, 500 came, but lots and lots of um, ventures came in. Ventures came into the, uh, into the business at that point. But there were two, two that were way ahead of the rest of the pack on what's called the beta surveys, and that was us in the History Channel. Meaning, we were the channel that most uh, Americans most wanted. And what didn't surprise us is what we figured, because we knew <clears throat> we knew that the, uh, the more youthful, hipper uh, um, uh, audience was going to go for what we were doing. Very positive kind of stuff and very trenchant kind of journalism and kind of their kind of entertainment. So I, I want to get to, the, to what you're up to these days, but before we, uh -huh. we do it, I did have one other question. So when you look back on your time with the LA Weekly, is there one mm -hmm. particular, uh, I'm thinking particularly the, the, the investigative journalism stuff that you, mm -hmm. I remember some, some long form pieces that I just thought were really uh, just sort of eye opening for me as a young <clears throat> person reading right. them. Are, is there any particular story? that you still feel like yeah we really nailed that one i've you know that yeah you're the biggest thing about. we nailed we did we nailed a lot you know globally nationally globally um you know um reagan administration mass slaughters in central america that kind of stuff on the glo global level but the, the biggest thing we did that made a difference locally <clears throat> was uh a two-issue 40 article uh, examination of why the smog was so bad in Los Angeles and, and what the causes were. And, um, and basically it came down to pampering industry and uh, all the polluters here. Um, and um, nobody had covered the story in the way we did. And obviously 40 articles was going to 
take really dig deep. And uh, so we put a team on it, and uh, uh, it came out on a Thursday at 9 a.m. By 11 a.m., the head of enforcement for the local air quality management district was fired. A few months later, um, the legislator took up hearings that mimicked our findings and began to change the law for the how air quality management districts are peopled and, and run and record what their requirements were, but not only for LA and statewide. As soon as the new board came in, they fired the uh, executive director, <clears throat> replaced the executive director, and they actually got down to work cleaning up the air here. So that it was not, I mean, our joke was we were on Sunset Boulevard at that time by, by the freeway, <clears throat> um, the 101. And our joke was the smog was so thick we couldn't even see the hookers across the street. <laughs> and I'm sure you were missing out. Those are probably <laughs> some fine-looking <laughs> prostitutes. So, uh, well, <clears throat> now... Well, we had a... <laughs> Okay, that's another story. How, how we got them off our block? But oh, go ahead. now I mean, I, I, I could honestly, I'm like I said, I was, I was a fan, and I'm, I don't even know if mm-hmm. like a fan is even the right word. I was a mm-hmm. regular reader, and you know, regularly mm-hmm. being enlightened or turned on to new ways of seeing <clears throat> things at that time. So, mm-hmm. good right. on you for doing that. And now these days, uh, you're working with the LA school district. So. Uh, not quite with the school district. Uh, we've had <clears throat> we've had a good relationship uh, with the unit of the uh, school district that seeks to put what we call uh, what educators call social emotional learning in all schools, um, and has been thwarted by the bureaucracy. And after a number of years of making doing yeoman work, the head of that agency. Uh, re, um, retired to go on to other things in uh, <clears throat> last summer, um, just just this past summer. So, um, but uh, uh, what basically what we're doing is um, taking those concepts called social emotional learning and try, working to get them in every school in the in, in the city, in the state, in the country. So there's two organizations <clears throat> I lead that uh, one statewide and one a national media campaign. And the core issue about that is um, the human species has actually developed the processes and techniques to get itself out of creating all the damage it does to itself. We do to ourselves personally in our relationships and how we respond to others in careers, <clears throat> all our all our that's the uh, habits or all the emotional stress we put ourselves through. And it boils down to um, a lack of skills training in dealing with is um, the human predicament. You know, the ways people treat us, the way our emotions affect us, the way we tend to be reactive, um, how much trouble we get in being reactive, how much conflict we create out of being reactive. and. Um, if you understand the child development process in the, in the hierarchical cultures, you know, the memes of the culture become um, basically leaving in each of us a residue of am I good enough, bad enough, my one up, one down. <clears throat> and that's not a, a configuration for, help, you know, healthy living. So over the last 40 years, um, 
a lot of processes and programs and very sophisticated ones, ways of teaching uh, young people um, the ways to deal with the world as we know it in a way that they're not reactive, but they're responsive. So they're actually recreating a different way of being with each other. Um, and, you, and these programs are in about 10% of American schools in the proper way, fully on. <clears throat> and those schools, you can take a bad school and with all kinds of problems, drugs, uh, bullying, violence, gangs, um, you know, um, lack of engagement, low dropout, high dropout rate, low graduation rate, all, all the stuff you hear about that's bad. And you can turn around in a couple of years by installing these programs and practices, <clears throat> um, uh, and um, which basically erase people's emotional intelligence, ability to manage themselves and their relationships with others, the ability to be successful in life, ability to make good decisions. It's a training, and it's all based on the idea that human pain and dysfunctionality is not a character defect, although we tend to blame each other because we've been programmed to look at each other critically. Just a program, we don't, babies don't look at each other critically. Um, and um, so to overcome that, we've got to have a different kind of training. And we've got it. And when you get it a mess, you get it applied really, the younger the better, because before people are programmed into the way all of us tend to react to situations. You get kids who know how to solve conflicts, be with each other in loving ways, and be what human beings basically are, uh, active, co-creative, creative learning, <coughs> learning, machi learning machines, <coughs> um, learning instruments rather than machines, and, um, and you get a very different kind of human being, a much more highly uh, competent and um, loving, caring, wise human being out of, out of the process. <clears throat> so I've been to schools where I've seen kids I were, who were so competent and smart and being able to dissect stuff and solve problems collectively in, in, in caring ways without, without combat conflict. You'd wish they were in the White House and in the government overall. Um, so there's, there's a whole learning that American public needs to have about the, <coughs> the, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the power and, and effectiveness of these programs when done right. And <coughs> what we're doing is working on uh, the national level with an awareness campaign to let the public know, hey, go look at these videos and think you want your kid to be that way or you want you to be this way and here's how your kid can get to be this way and all the kids can be that way together and isn't that fantastic and um and on the state level so that's a media awareness like the we call it the got eq campaign emotional intelligence campaign like the old got milk campaign <coughs> and then on the nas state level we brought together educators and uh, program providers and community organizations um, to be more active on the grassroots level and spreading the message, lobbying for uh, implementation of these programs, funding for these programs, spreading the message in the education community, helping solve the problems of why on the grassroots level of implementation and awareness on the grassroots level.
So those are the those are the two organizations we think are necessary. We need something on the grassroots level, and we definitely need a public education campaign around the value and um, effectiveness of these programs and practices. Well, I'd love to find out more about that, and I'm sure probably you have some links you can share that I can post along with the blog so people who are interested in finding out more can find out about this yeah, campaign. Yeah, and, and I didn't even have to pay you to say that. Um, thank you. No, not at all. Not at all. I'm, no, uh, I, I'm, I'm pro-emotional intelligence. I don't... Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. I saw, I saw the information you sent me about your father. Um, and thank you for that. Um, we... Um, we can be reached. The easiest way to remember it is on the media campaign. It's big, the word big, EQ, which is like IQ, except it's EQ, emotional quotient rather, intelligence quotient, emotional intelligence, EQ.org, BigEQ.org. <clears throat> if you can't remember that, maybe remember Equip Our Kids, Equip Our Kids, get you to the same place, uh, .org, we're nonprofit. And the other, the California Alliance, if you happen to be a teacher or a community organizer or just a parent who wants to get, be active <clears throat> rather than in a different kind of way um, with a group of people, um, that's uh, the CAL for California, SEL, which is for social emotional learning, Cal, CAL, oh, S, I'm sorry, it's S-E-L-C-A, I'm sorry got it wrong. It's S-E-L numeral four C-A dot org. S-E-L four C-A dot org. And if anyone is having trouble, I'll just look in the blog. We'll have those links there and you can just click on them so you can find them. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And uh, now I want to get to your question, but do you find, I mean, we're a bunch of musicians here. You Mm -hmm. talk about a big EQ. I'm thinking... Mm -hmm. A preponderance of bass, perhaps, you know, roll <laughs> EQ for us, for musicians, means something totally different. It has nothing to do with our emotional intelligence. It just has to do with wanting the wanting the music to come out of the speakers and mm-hmm. hit you just right. Mm-hmm. So, so there are times when I wish I had a bigger EQ, but it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with my emotional intelligence. I wish I probably, if I had a greater EQ in terms of emotional intelligence, I'd probably wish I had more... <laughs> Emotional. Well, you know, interestingly enough, different music and different sounds triggers different parts of the brain. So um, there's there's music that's uh, um, that opens you up to being more um, you know, open to new experiences, um, emotionally calm, um, out of your nervous, out of your worry system and into your sense of, oh, the world's not so bad after all, you know? <clears throat> and there's music with a nice beat that makes you feel upbeat, you know? There's music that deals with the blues, which is trying to let you release an emotional feeling that you may be having uh, in a way that uh, you're not going to go out, you're, you know, you're expressing it, getting out of your system. So music and emotional flow is intricately linked. Well, let's uh, let's get into some of that musical flow. What is your question for the pop oracle of Hispanics music? So I thought a good question would be, um, what's the uh, what's the best music or best way to open the public's eyes to um, 
the meaning of emotional intelligence and why the, and the value of it and how do we go about that? Would that be a good question? Yeah. What is the best way to open up the public's eyes to emotional intelligence? So now, to engage the Pop Oracle on your behalf, Jay, I'm going to spin mm -hmm. the Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 na. Song number three, which is one of the Spanish language songs, oh. No Solo Tu Lealtad. I get that right? Perfect. No oh. Solo. No Solo Tu Lealtad. So not only your loyalty. Yes. And I actually, I will send you the lyrics in English so you can Oh, that's great. Along.
tiempo de hablar de tu grandeza No solo tu lealtad, which in English is translated to not only your loyalty. That was the answer oh, nice. to Jay's question. Now, Jay, did you get the lyrics I sent you? They're in your email if you wanted to look at them. Oh, they are. I'm not in yeah. front of my computer. Oh. Um, so I, uh, uh, okay, well, I will, we'll go into them a little bit here. Well, um, just for those I of you who are listening. Should I, comment? Should I comment on what I heard of musically? Well, first, let's uh, get a little, we'll get a little bit of background from the band on the song. And just so All listeners right. know, there is an English translation in the blog, so you can follow along in English or in Spanish. So, Rudy, you want to tell us a little bit about the background of that gorgeous song? Sure. Well, um, the inspiration of the lyrics came from all the women rights, um, uh, seeing all women fighting for, for their rights, for uh, justice, uh. for equality. Um, so we have our, our drummer is uh, a woman, and um, she sings some section that we couldn't sing now because it needs to be sung by a woman. Yeah. But um, mm -hmm. it's basically uh, a conversation between a man and a woman, and the man is saying, I have given you all these things. Uh, why are you complaining? Uh, I give you poems. I make you songs. I give you mm -hmm. whatever. And, and the woman says, I, I don't care about those things. I, I, I'm capable to do things my way. So mm -hmm. thanks for that, mm. but but I don't need it. Yeah, the <clears throat> there's a couple of lyrics here. I'll so the just so you know, Jay. So it starts off mm -hmm. with the line, "I have written you poems. I have offered you the sun. I have given you riches. I have sung about love. Now it's your turn." And then the response is, "Kisses, kisses, and songs are not enough. We demand rights and without conditions. We are not your inspiring muses. We make our mm -hmm. own songs." So. Well, knowing that and having listened to the song, what did you think about that as the answer to your question about how to get people, the public, more aware of emotional intelligence? So, um, he, he, so not knowing the lyrics, um, I, I can only relate to it on the felt level of where the music was taking me and what I felt about the music. And, the, and it took me to a sense of, of um, in, in a sweet, really sweet, kind of uplifting, subtle way it took me to a sense, sense of optimism, like, hey, we can make these changes happen in the night in the, in, um, uh, and feel the world as a better place and feel more an uplift from the world. So I think uh, about 85, and I actually was thinking, uh, can I get permission to you to suggest this to our director of our videos and to pick up to use it as some of uh, some of the background music we might have? Because uh, I like I like I, I like that sensibility that was coming through. It was upbeat. Um, it was op It was like door opening. Hey, let's let's just go this direction. That's how I'm feeling it. Nice to go in this direction rather than the other direction. So uh, it had that positive quality as a felt piece of music. 
about 80, 85% of it. I, the end of it was, uh, we got more dramatic and so I kind of lost some of that, um, that up, upbeat sensibility. But uh, I thought that's how I was responding. There were, I mean, well, there was, at first when I was listening to it, it's sort of you or the the idea, your organization or the people who are working for foster emotional intelligence speaking to the to the the audience or speaking to the public i have written you poems mm-hmm. i have offered you the sun we've get you know mm-hmm. I've, I've tried all these ways but now mm-hmm. it's your turn now it's your, mm-hmm. now it's your turn to do something and mm-hmm. then i also thought oh, okay well then it, the, the song is also saying these song kisses and songs are not enough there's there's mm-hmm. some other thing that you need to do, but then when Rudy was describing what the song is, and maybe mm-hmm. this is a case of the grass being greener because certainly mm-hmm. both the genders have the capacity to be you know we're we're all part of the same society that mm-hmm. didn't get raised on emotional intelligence, but I think in right. general people t- I, I and I think it's generally true is that there is some there's a, a quality to feminine intelligence that mm-hmm. maybe resonates more, is more naturally inclined to what you're talking about in terms of emotional intelligence and to, and not even just, and again, not the gender, but the idea of feminine quality, the feminine quality mm-hmm. of receiving or listening or being sensitive to or being thoughtful mm-hmm. about the about feelings and human relations. So it made me just think also that the song was sort of saying, how can you engage that, feminine intelligence mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. that that might be a way whether mm-hmm. and it also it just might it also might be putting women in positions of leadership in the organization and in inviting women's intelligence to inform the ways that we reach out to that you reach mm-hmm. out to the public about this and i, mm-hmm. I think also misogynism um it's also related with our education so mm-hmm. in that sense they are both related too. like uh it's related with our emotional intelligence and how we're programmed, right? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, well, definitely related to liberation. And, uh, you know, women are the mothers and want to be, would like to take a lead in creating a, <clears throat> if they're not overly masculinized already by the, their upbringing, want, would like to take the lead in creating healthy relational societies. Why you get more women going to these um, than men going to these self self healing practices, and more women coming into the healing arts um, than men these days uh, by far. So um, yeah, it, it, I can yeah. So that so li- women want to be liberated to be uh, um, their intelligent, caring uh, selves. Um, so you know, and the song is. So the energy of the song I read it is that uh, um, they're positively moving in that direction. Now that I know it was about women, but it just felt, hey, piece by piece by piece, day by day, you know, it feels good to make something decent, uh, raise raise the uh, way of the world. So um, there's another line, and I yeah. uh, we we need to keep to to wrap this up in a minute. But there's another line, mm-hmm. and it's it's time to talk about your grace greatness. It's time to speak truthfully. It's time right. to talk about your skills and not just your loyalty for 500 yeah. years more. So well, that's I think right. that, that's real oracle. Yeah. <laughs> if you see any of these, if anybody goes to the website and watches these kids, 
yeah. uh, going through these processes and how they come out. Uh, watch some of the videos at thebigeq.org. Uh, they're going to relate to those lines perfectly. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for being great a part cool. of this, Jay, and thanks for all the all the great work you're doing. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.